0: Welcome to Home Talk DIY Creators, where we get to know the inspirational people who make up the Home Talk community. I'm your host, Alyssa Shavinsky. Today we're getting to know Teen Content Creator and DIY expert, Tanner Bell. Tanner, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh my gosh, thanks for having me.
0: How do we how should I introduce you to everyone? You're uh-huh. like a teen DIY blogger. That's kind of long.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, I really just consider myself a content creator and a, a DIYer. I mean, I personally started sharing DIYs online just because it was a personal love from mine. And I've kind of embraced the audience and they've became my inspiration for almost every project I make. I, you know, very rarely get to, if you looked at my home, it's really funny that a lot of the projects are user generated, like, things that they ask for. So we really like focus in on those, but it's kind of, I love hearing from the audience. I I really just am a content creator.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, I want to speak to some of the people who I know are listening now and want to get into DIY, but they're intimidated. Okay. Maybe this is also, you know, me a little bit. (laughs) I've been a maker and a creator for a really long time and I've taken on Big complex project, but you know the thought of like a glue gun and like hammer and nails. It's oh my gosh! Just it's something I haven't yeah. really done.
1: So I actually was just at a uh, event for a client that is just releasing a new DIY tool. Um, you know, it's from a company called Cricut, and I had never made a sewing project and i was able to make my first sewing project in like in collaboration with this new machine and what i realized was building a sewing project is just like building something out of wood with the cuts, with the drilling, you know, everything can sort of be brought back to, you know, you can relate it back to any type of project you've made before, whether you've knitted, whether you have worked with power tools and you've built awesome bookshelves or, you know, whatever you've built, you know, desk, they all sort of come back and you're like this, it's all very relevant when you start thinking about it, you know, with a sewing pattern, you start with the pattern and you cut it and then you add the seam allowance and then you, you know, start sewing it together and seeing it form um, which is just like when you're cutting your wood and then you start drilling it together and making sure, you know, every the right pieces are together at the right spot. So it's kind of like, you know, I love when I'm doing something new, whether it's working with the hot glue gun or working with a new power tool, like sort of seeing how that relates with something I've already made.
0: It makes it a lot more personal.
1: Yeah. And I think with this, you know, with the maker movement, I think everything's about what you can make that is personal. You know, I don't think, you know, our generation really wants to see everyone having the same back to school, you know, back to school season this year. Not everyone wants the same pencil case. Not everyone wants, you know, the same of everything. They really want, you know, some things they are fine with, but they want to have at least one or a few things that are totally custom to them.
0: I think that's right. People want to express themselves. We're we're less afraid to express what makes us different.
1: I totally agree.
0: So let's talk a bit about, you know, your process and how you got here. What inspired you to start doing DIY and uh, to share it with other people?
1: So I started creating because of a die cutting machine back in 2010 when I was in the fifth grade. And what I love is that I found out of the machine from a few classmates and my fifth grade teacher. And I was like, mom, at the time she had just bought her first house and she was building our basement downstairs um, to be my like man cave. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I need like a projector. So my mom does not like projectors at all. And I was like, why don't you get me this cricket? And I'll just stop about the projector. She's like, great. You'll, you'll craft with the cricket for like two days. And then, you know, after that, I'll return it and we'll just go on our merry day. So two days
0: became seven years.
1: Correct. <laughs> so it started with that. And honestly, in the two weeks that it took for HSN to ship me this die cutting machine, I logged online and found a creative community of people that was able to you know, really teach me exactly how to use it. And I realized that I... I want to be part of this community. No one in my family creates, no one crafts. And I want to be able to share what I'm making. I want to talk to other creative people and see what they're up to. And, you know, from paper crafting, it led into teen crafts, which led into more DIY home decor. And now I've been able to have seven years of experience, not only in the digital realm, but also in my crafting and my weekly life. So it's been fantastic.
0: That's amazing. Wow. I yeah. can't believe you started in the fifth grade.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a whirlwind. I just graduated high school in May. And it's been fantastic to sort of see how creating and crafting I've been able to not only craft my entire life, but I've been able to create a job out of it. I've been able to, you know, help support my family. It's been a very um, interesting journey, but also a very um thankful journey to be able to do something I love so much as a career.
0: Yeah, that's really special. Yeah. Wow. So how do you make it part of your career now? Let's talk about that.
1: So, you know, in the beginning, like, I think any creative professional that has started so many years ago back in 2010, like, if you remember, YouTube wasn't even that common. Um, Facebook was just getting its real big kick. I would say this was before Pinterest. So back then there wasn't any type of influencers, you know, so back then it really wasn't a goal to have a career. It was just for fun. And, you know, as the years shifted, I started getting asked to contribute to other websites. They wanted to purchase videos. They wanted to have me contribute to their website. Um, you know, I've been asked to be a spokesperson for different brands. I've been able to, um, produce content like from a video, just a production standpoint for them, which is fantastic. So it's been honestly a very, um, Awesome opportunity because I'm able to pick and choose the brands that I work with, and you know, able to share with my audience. You know, not only from a content creation standpoint, we've been able to build up a, an amazing community of creative people on our own website, um, and work with people like Home Talk to be able to share with even more um, creatives and people that want to craft. So, from a lot of different ways, I've been able to create an income. Um, just like any artist, you know, it's very different and the more streams of income you have is better. So the biggest thing for me was my mom lost her job in 2012. And what I realized was that we were relying on one source of income and that scared me. I did not like it at all. I did not like having to rely on one source. So I think from that and getting that experience so young of what it's like when someone, you know, can lose their job and, you know, have a hard time finding another one. Um, you know, it's very nice to say that, you know, I have X amount of income streams and if one dries up or one shifts that I am able to pivot and replace one tenth of my income rather than uh, 100% of my income. So it's kind of been able to give me Um, multiple eyes on how creating my own job online has been able to help benefit me.
0: Yeah. And when it's your own brand, when it's you, that's something that no one can take away, right? Right. Like no one can fire you from being you.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, there's people, I think the best comment I got recently on a YouTube video was someone said that I was a mix between Tim Holtz and Miley Cyrus. And I, oh, I love if, that. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with who Tim Holtz is, but he's an amazing like grunge artist. He has a ton of different products in like Hobby Lobby and Michaels, um, very paper craft industry. But uh, yeah, she said I. She was more so telling me that I needed to stop trying to entertain and more so uh, just t- tell her exactly how to do stuff. And I was like, well, that's not how we roll here. But I was like. Have a great day. <laughs> so we just had a lot of fun. I mean, I love replying to YouTube comments. Um I like I said, like I reply to everything. So I just was like, you know, I totally agree. I think this is the most interesting way to describe me. I I bet you're shocked that I have actual friends in the real real world. So it was it was we had a great um YouTube conversation.
0: Well, and you have to do it your way, right? Like yeah. you are entertaining and, and we need that. We need that to, you know, to mix it up and people follow you and they love you because you're you you're very authentic and
1: yeah and I think for a lot of the content creators especially in the creative space as me um, consuming content I pick the people I watch not necessarily because I want to recreate everything that I'm watching from them I want to hear those snippets of their life and I want to hear you know how they're Talking about going through a process. Like maybe it's not even um, the actual project, but maybe it's the tip about using a certain power tool, or maybe it's a tip about, you know, working with duct tape. You know, any of these things that they have tips about, I love hearing more from them as a standalone creator than the actual process a lot of the times, because I think we all are consuming so much content that if you really want to be able to stand out a little bit, um, you want to have more than just the tutorial you want to have personality in like whatever you're doing
0: I think that's right and part of what makes you special is you're speaking from a teen perspective and so many of the people who I'm watching on DIY you know they're older Mm -hmm. Um, so what what can you tell us about that like what's the teen DIY community like and what makes your perspective different because you're coming at it that way
1: Um, I think for me, um, you know, first on a business standpoint was that, you know, as I was first starting, I really needed to prove myself. Um, so making sure I reply to emails on a timely fashion, making sure that I meet meetings, make sure that I'm able to, you know, a lot of the times clients find that I'm following up with them more than they're following up with me. And for me, I, I really like that. So it's proving yourself that you're able to do it. Um, but from a creating standpoint and just making, I think, you know getting the support from your family is a big thing. Like I was so lucky and blessed to have a mom that supports me in every single way of my life. Like no matter what I say that I want to do, it's not, Oh, Tanner, like, I don't think that's right for you. It's Tanner. You know, if you feel that's what you need to do, I'm excited. What can I do to help you? Like, it's more of um, the support system. And my mom, like supporting that. I painted our kitchen, or countertops back when I first started. I was like, mom, I want to really try this kitchen countertop DIY. Like, do you want to do it with me? And she was super down. Um, and it wasn't my favorite project, but we had a lot of fun testing it and it's been able to help a lot of other projects. So I think, you know, if you, even if you don't have that support, um, finding support, whether it's not your immediate family, you know, I know a ton of people that create that their family doesn't really understand it. And they would rather like, why are they not just watching Netflix or something like that? but just finding like-minded people or people that support you as a person and are not, you know, strapped down to wanting you to sort of do what they think you should do is the biggest takeaway.
0: Yeah, and that's where the online community comes in. Yeah, like, I mean, that's on, on home talk, I
1: like it. think of all the people and all the different unique um, projects that everyone's making and sharing. I think, you know, I love concrete projects and to be able to look at, you know, how people are using concrete as an example in so many different ways really um, blows my mind.
0: What about your audience? You said that you're, you know, you're very in touch with the community. I know you have people of all ages who are following you. I won't even tell you my age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm at least twice your age. So you have people who of all ages who follow you, but you also have teenagers who are doing like their dorm project. And mm-hmm. um, what are you finding that you know teenagers really want? to work on or like what's unique about them is DIY? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think all my friends are obsessed with anything. I don't know if it's just because I live in the South, but for especially the girls, I think our demographic on the the female side is a lot higher than guys because guys, you know, us guys, we really don't want a lot in our dorm room. We're not looking for a lot of like personalization. Um, I'm just like that one oddball, but a lot of the females love to monogram everything. My friends want me to help them with monogramming their um, planners. They want to have monogram pillows. They want to monogram their backpack. They want to use patches. You know, so so many different ways to really personalize everything they're doing. I oh. think would be the best way to describe everyone as a whole. Um, I think personalization and, um, giving that, you know, their monogram is such a big thing to them and they love, you know, showing other people. I think I've had a friend that wants to come over and do a craft project, making a monogram hat. Um, so I think that's something we're, we're going to be doing very soon for her.
0: I just bought some fancy backpacks, uh-huh. um, you know, to like carry on my laptop, but um, uh, yeah. not hurt my shoulders. But like
1: fashionable. Getting-
0: but yeah, I want to <laughs> be able to show up to business meeting with my laptop, right? Yes, uh, nice so I needed like nice backpacks and I'd love to monogram them. So I'm on your website now, a little craftinyourday.com. And it shows that you do a lot of this with a partner, Courtney.
1: Yes. So Courtney is my blog partner. We both met um, at a craft show that was for um, called the Craft and Hobby Association. And in 2013, we decided to launch a little craft in your day to be a hub for the next generation creatives because we felt like there wasn't a place for us as teenagers to share creative ideas. Um, So we've really tried to cultivate an audience of people that are excited to create no matter what that's for. And a lot of our audience is people that have never created before and this is some of their first projects. So the whole idea of the site is to give daily inspiration to everyone for any type of craft.
0: I love it. And it is very inspiring. I like that you make it, you know, a lot more simple. It's not more complicated than it needs to be
1: yeah no I mean we really like to make everything we think of it from a practical standpoint to if it's too expensive to DIY we would rather just buy it um and if you know vice versa if it's so much cheaper to DIY than buy you know we always would rather do that route
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense um so what advice would you have for people who are new and want to get in like how do you What can you say to help inspire people who maybe uh, felt intimidated, but um, they want to get started?
1: So I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people feel like they need all the different things. And the truth is, I bet there is plenty of things in your home right now that you're able to craft something with. And that means whatever you think it means. So if that means revamping something that you're about to throw away, if that means dusting off something in your basement and giving it a fresh coat of paint that you're actually going to be able to use, you know, do that before you go out and get overwhelmed, look around your home and see what you could use. And even if it's something that you may not want for your own decor or something, you know, everyone thinks of, you know, excuses, but use it as a test project and see, you know, what you you really can do with it and either make it something awesome and give it away as a gift or, you know, hopefully maybe you could even use it in your own home.
0: This is so simple, but I've been thinking about repainting my closets forever. Yeah. And it's the most straightforward thing to do.
1: Well, I mean, let's think about it. If you're going to take out all the stuff from your closet, that's a, that's a big step.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's true. Actually. (laughs) I mean,
1: me thinking about it, like what type of closet do you have? I know you were talking about your home before we got started, but like, let's, let's talk about your closet.
0: So I have, there is a master bedroom that's like basically empty, um, and the closets, they just smell like really funny. They've okay. smelled funny since I moved in. And so I actually don't have very much in there. And I was hoping that the fresh cone of paint might freshen the closet up yeah. a bit. It's normal. <laughs> it's like a normal closet.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you should do that as a pop of color to like bring some light into the closet as well. And then I think that would definitely help with the smell. Because, you know, I we purchased a home that was built in the 40s. And it was not lived in for like a year. So it just kind of just sat here and we really had to do some like deep cleaning and everything looked and like just felt so much better after a fresh coat of paint.
0: I'd love the idea of putting in a pop of color too, uh, just because, you know, it's the closet. So you can get a little more um, like adventurous and it's not necessarily going to, you know, like if you paint a big room with a bright <laughs> <Yes>. color. <laughs> Then you've taken over the room.
1: You're kind of stuck with it. But I love the idea of doing pops of colors like like yellow. Like I you have to find the perfect yellow in a room um, if you're going to make it work. You know, it's a very it's one of those colors that it's either totally working or totally not. There's no in between. So, you know, you could do a pop of yellow or a pop of green, um, you know, that are something really bright and happy for the space. Um, And then, you know, maybe you would just fall in love with it to try and test out other places. And even if you wanted to, you could try like doing um, any type of like stripe pattern in there. I don't know. Like, you know, you could have it where you would leave the doors open and it could be like kind of like an open closet area where you kind of keep everything organized to be part of the decor i've seen that a lot in like the more um, modern apartments that are like open um floor plans and different things like that
0: oh i love that and i saw some stencils on home talk uh and i hadn't thought about doing that like you can i could paint some designs against the wall
1: Yeah, exactly. You could. What I would love to do if I was at your home is give yourself like one of your most inspirational quotes and maybe put it somewhere in the closet that you're going to look at, maybe on top of like. Um, you know, if you have like the clothing rack going up, like above it, you could put an inspirational quote, like, for example, my favorite quote is believe you can, and you're halfway there. Um, that's kind of what I live by. So like, if you're picking out your clothes every morning and you read that, like, I think that would just be a perfect way to get started.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, I need a lot of inspiration to start the day.
1: (laughs) Me too.
0: (laughs) Your whole story is just so inspirational. You know, you bring like so much warmth and creativity to it, but really like it's your attitude. You know, you just you go for it. And that's something that anyone can do. Like anyone can take a look at an idea and be like, you know what, I'm just going to try it and I'm going to share it and we'll see how it goes.
1: Definitely. And even like sharing where you fell at in a project, it really can help others. So like figuring out, okay, this didn't work. Let's go back and fix it. But when I'm going to share my finished project, I'm going to spotlight that, hey, this didn't actually, you know, work the way I thought it was. But here's what you can do to avoid that yourself. Like I love when I'm able to give those touches to projects. Well,
0: because it's relatable. And I think- we've all, we're all a little bit tired of like the perfect Instagramming. And now like we want that authenticity.
1: Yeah. And I think with Home Talk, (laughs) you get it. You get the real, you get a lot of things that I think everyone's craving.
0: I think that's right. Uh, Well, I certainly love Home Talk and I'm really excited that I've been able to meet people like you through the site. So thank you so much for all of your posts, for all of your inspiration. and Thanks for for having me today.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's such a pleasure to uh, get to meet you and hear your story. Um, And I will be uh, looking for your future videos. I'm so excited. Definitely.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: for listening to Home Talk DIY Creators. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave a comment in the reviews for this podcast on iTunes. Every review means so much to me and to the guests who come on the show. You can find more interviews with DIY creators, including notes and photos from today's show, on the Home Talk blog at blog.hometalk.com. Our special guests read and write back to the comments regularly. So look for the post about today's show and let Tanner know how he inspired you. And for more DIY creators, just click subscribe on iTunes.